Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. It is the last week of the month, so that means it is local week. Since you are hearing my voice, it means that it is Louisiana week. I can't, I feel like, I hope that gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal would be doing the intro. Um, but Crystal has a story for us today that neither of us even knew was a thing until recently. Before she jumps into today's case, we just want to remind everyone that we have a few pieces of merch left over that we would love to sell in order to get new stuff printed. We're really hoping that we can get a new, maybe logo or maybe a saying. I don't know. We're just open to like ideas. Just like a new thing, like a new shirt print. Yes. Um, but we have one size small left, literally one small. We have seven mediums. I think we've only sold, like, one medium. Medium has not been a popular size. <laughs> we have three larges left, five extra larges, and we are completely out of extra small and 2X. Mm-hmm. None of those. Um, but once we get rid of those, and I'm actually about to take an extra large to my uncle um, when we go home, so that knocks one out of the way. We're really excited to make more. It's so crazy that the first round of merch we have is... This low. Dwindling, yeah, dwindling. Um, so get it while you can. Um, I'm just going to pass it on over to Crystal. We're not going to do a long intro today. We're just getting right to the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. Yeah, like not even two minutes in and we're like, hey, here we go. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot complain about us having a long intro. Okay, so um, I want to give a little shout out first and foremost for Grant, my friend Grant, my friend Ainsley's husband. Um, for telling me all about this. He sent me a text message at like 2 in the morning. It's actually probably later than that. It's probably like 3 or 4 in the morning. And then like immediately next time I saw him said, yeah, I sent that to you. And then was like, ah, I probably sent that too late. But it didn't matter. My phone was on do mm-hmm. not disturb. Um, so he sent me two cases originally. And this was one of them. And... Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, I had not heard about this. I didn't know this thing, this story even existed until I started looking into it. And uh, I actually re-subscribed to the Ancestry thing where it lets you search through like every newspaper ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I re-subscribed to that because, strangely enough, there's not a lot about this event on like just out there. Um, so I had to go through the newspapers and find stuff. So that's what I had to do. It's dedication. I had to go through like pages of newspapers from like nineteen no like November nineteen ninety all the way through like December of like ninety one and then up to recently. So anyway. So this story takes place in the town of Natchitoches. Uh, if you're from the Shreveport area, you probably know where it is. If you're not, um, if Shreveport is in the northwest corner, Alexandria, Louisiana is right smack dab in the middle of Louisiana. And Natchitoches is like diagonally right in the middle between the two cities. If you hop on 49 and drive south, um, it's like an hour and a half from Shreveport um every year they host in my opinion one of the coolest 
Christmas festivals ever. I have not taken Bethany, but since this is her last year here, we're going <laughs> this year. Um, it is like fireworks, parades, um, just lights everywhere. Like it is just the coolest, coolest, in my opinion, coolest Christmas. Um, I went a lot growing up, so that's why I really like it a lot. Um, they're also famous for their Natchitoches meat pies. Again, Bethany didn't know until I said something about that. The I other day. honestly did not. I mean, I've heard about Natchitoches and all that, but I didn't know they were known for meat, meat pies. pies. Are their thing? Um, in fact, when you get off Forty Nine, if you get off the interstate, there's this little gas station called the French Market. And to be honest, they're probably not that good. They're probably not the best. But in my head, they're always gonna be the best. Like they taste so good like they're good everywhere but i don't even like gas station food but for some reason this gas station's meat pies are really good i mean it is so good uh i love it's next level anyway so it's also home to northwestern state university um and most famously the filming of the movie still magnolias which, if you're a Southern girl, you've probably seen it. I was not ever really, like, a huge fan of the movie. But, like, I saw it. You know, I knew it existed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen it before, it stars Julia Roberts, Sally Field, Charlotte McClain, Dolly freaking Pardon, um, Daryl Hannah, and Olympia Dukakis. It's actually really sad. It is. It's actually really sad. It is very, very sad. sad. Very sad. Um... But it's an all-star cast, for Mm. for real. All-star cast. Um, In a nutshell, it's the story of Shelby, which the guy who wrote the whole thing, it's based off his sister and the fact that she has um, diabetes and I don't think a lot of people know that, that it's, like, basically... Based off somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you do. If you didn't know now, you did. Um, One of my favorite Reese Witherspoon movies was actually filmed in Natchitoches as well. Um... Which one? Um, oh, God. Why'd you ask me? Because I didn't know. Jesus. It's not Sweet Home Alabama. No, it's not. She just forgot her favorite movie. I did. I really (laughs) did. I was like, dang it, I watched this movie. I literally watched it like two months ago, too. Okay, let me Google. You keep going (gasps) and I'll Google. It was the first movie she ever starred in. She was 14 years old. Um... It's like something boy or something moon. Boy on the moon. No. Man on the moon. Man on the moon feels really right. Oh, why am I having the worst brain fog when it comes to this movie? Type in man on the moon. I was going to put first movie. Uh, Probably. Go on this journey with us. Yes. Why did it bring up? Legally as well, and that's not her first. Here. The Man in the Moon. Man yeah. in the Moon. Man yes. The moon. Man on the Moon. Okay, there you go. I don't know if I've ever seen it. It is really good. She was born in New Orleans. Mm hmm. I didn't know. Yes. I knew she was from Louisiana. I didn't yeah. know it was New Orleans. Um, so, yes, that was one of my favorite, favorite movies. I watched it a lot growing up. That's probably why I liked it. Um, and it was sad, and I, like, in the movie, this boy that she likes gets run over because he's distracted and, like, gets hung up in a tree and then gets ran over by the tractor that he's using to mow this field. And that, like, scene 
like is etched into my memories and i don't know why i really like the movie but it's a horrible scene horrible scene but it's about sister to me it was about sisterly love because it was two girls and they are in love with the same boy and then the boy obviously dies and then like they have to remember that they're sisters first so it's a great movie anyway not to be like super distracting but obviously um now since i titled this like still magnolia murder or whatever i titled it um we're probably going to be talking about the movie (laughs) about still magnolias um and i do have to admit and like apologize in advance it is kind of a clickbaity title I'd like when I like wrote this in my head, I was like, this is kind of like clickbait. It's just like our episode. It's been up like exactly a month. Well, a month and two days, The Sims Family Murder. Oh, it God. already has over a hundred downloads. And it's been up like a, like two days past a month. And didn't you say a lot of people were watching it on I uploaded YouTube? It, yeah, I uploaded it to our YouTube channel and I think it already has like close to a hundred views. Yes, probably yeah. because people think it's actually but that about wasn't Sims. Us, like trying to be clickbait. That's literally the title of it. Yeah, it's, like, it's the family Sims murder. family murder, and this is this happened at the Still Magnolia house. That's what people know it as. So I'm going to take you into the story. Um, now, this tragedy did not happen in the big house that Shelby lived in in the movie. I thought it did, so that was where I went wrong first. Um, a little side house or whatever? No, it wasn't anything to do with that house. Oh, but what? Okay, so I thought it did. So I, like, started this by, like, researching the house. So I can tell you everything about that house. I can tell you how many rooms it has. I can tell you about how much it's worth right now. I can tell you about how it's only been through three owners, how it's been modernized, how it used to be really close to the road, and then now it's, like, moved back. Um, It used to be a hospital during the Civil War. Some people think that it was part of the Underground Railroad. Like, I can tell you all kinds of cool stuff. I have heard that. Um, But it's not this house. It's actually... Truvy's house. Dolly Parton's character. Oh. The little hair shop. Okay. That is where this happened. Um, So it's 453 Henry Boulevard or Henry Avenue. I've seen it both ways. Um, Google Maps, I believe, had it as Henry Avenue. Um, But it's right in Natchitoches. And it's actually right across the river from the other house. The big house um like really yeah because they yeah. have like a boathouse yeah. or whatever it's like They're right, right across. there on the river yeah, yeah. right across um so yeah that's why i said it's a little bit of a clickbaity title but like the whole movie was filmed in natchitoches so like the that's church is everything yeah. so it's like it is a still magnolia murder because arguably truly was the best character i loved her she was my favorite but you know I can love Shelby, though. I love Shelby. <laughs> she was just so dramatic. She was. I don't know, but I was young. I was, like, maybe four or five when I watched that movie for the first time. And I was just like, I love Shelby. Oh, and no. I was, like, a teenager. And the, the armadillo cake. That did it for me every time. Because red velvet cake is, like, uh, one of my favorite cakes in the world. Same. And I wanted one of those. I joked about it when we got married. And I kind of wanted an armadillo, armadillo cake, cake with red velvet. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so the house is big and beautiful. If you've never seen it, ten out of ten recommend mm-hmm. just like looking it up on Zillow. 
Side note, when someone buys a house or when you see someone's address somewhere, do you immediately go to Zillow or Google Maps to look at their house? Or is that just me? Sometimes. I mean, not all the time. I do it sometimes all the time. I'm super curious. All the time. <laughs> if I have an address, it's already in Zillow because I want to know everything about your house. Um, anyway, so the house is now painted a pale yellow. To me, from the pictures, it looks like a pale yellow. I like it, though. Um, and... It's sad. I'm just going to let everybody know this ahead of time. We're going to talk about a little girl. Um, so. But I actually don't get very, like, graphically into anything because no one knows for sure what happened. So, I cannot tell you anything. It's basically hearsay. Yeah. So, mm, so it's, it's not, it's not like the maddie case i just want to warn y'all the next couple of weeks like this case and the next week we're talking about a lot of children i just realized oh. that and it freaking sucks <laughs> sorry in i didn't mean for us to have a theme but like apparently there's well you know we went through that little theme of cannibalism for a second oh there too God. that was so. partially crystal that was partially <laughs> that was a hundred percent me oh okay she's like i have this idea and i'm like Okay, well, it is your week, so, like, go with it, but now I'm still scarred. Well, you know. I still can't. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going there. Okay, so, in November of 1990, Philip Lewis DeSalle, so I'm going to say his name, DeSalle, D-E-S-E-L-L-E. Would you say DeSalle or DeSalle? Or DeSalle? It doesn't seem like DeSally. DeSally. I feel like I would just say DeSalle. See, I want to say just DeSalle. 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 Okay, we're going to say DeSalle. Okay. I couldn't find anybody, like, saying, saying his it. name. I mean, I didn't look. I don't look up And even when you stuff. go to Google pronunciation, sometimes Google And then, like, even weird. if I look on, like, like YouTube, like, with somebody How just saying the name. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't work. Anyway, we're going to say DeSalle. So, Philip Lewis. Sorry, I wanted to say Louis for some reason. DeSalle and his wife, Dottie, lived in this cute little house right on Henry Avenue. First off, love that name. Dottie. Dottie that's I so know, cute. it's precious. Um, they had lived there for some times, and they were, like, pretty, not, like, well-known, but they were, like, pretty well-known in their neighborhood, okay. in their community, like, their immediate community. Um, they had lived there for a while, and Philip actually worked for the city's waterworks. He worked at night. And Dottie worked for the Louisiana School of Math, Science, and Arts, which is basically a boarding school for high schoolers. And I wanted to go, and my mom wouldn't let me. I got in, and she's like, no, I don't want you to go. And so I didn't go. Um, Philip was super well-loved in this neighborhood. Neighbors told the Shreveport Times that he would go to church functions. He would help new people move in. He would just help anybody with everything and was super supportive. And if you listen to true crime a lot or watch those are crime the stuff, you watch out those, are, those are always how they are. Like the yeah. worst people are, I could have never believed they would do something like that. They were so nice. Meanwhile, there's like five bodies hidden in their Exactly. Yeah. Um, on November 5th, 1990, 11-year-old Avery Grace Evans would find out just how horrible he was, though. Avery was riding her bike around town. She was selling chocolate bars because she was trying to raise money for a fundraiser. 
She was in particular trying to raise money for the orchestra that she was that she was in in junior high, and she actually played the violin. So she was just riding around. Like first off, me and Crystal were wrong. We kept calling this the Girl Scout cookie episode, and then we found out she wasn't selling Girl Scout cookies. It was chocolate. (laughs) Um, you know, it's okay. Yeah. I don't know. In my mind, automatically. I don't know why. I, automatically, if there's a girl at a door, I just... It's girl's chocolate. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um. Well, either way, she was selling chocolate. And I'm pretty sure we all know what kind of chocolate she was selling. You cannot tell me she was the not little, selling the yeah, Great American. Whatever one. Yeah, America's Greatest. Those are the best, though. It made yeah. me want, like, a caramel one. So I always got the caramel or the almond ones. Always got the caramel ones. Hard stop. Like, if they I, didn't have caramel, I didn't want it. When I was in high school, our band always sold it, to, like, as their fundraiser thing. And I, they knew to just, like, just come to my classroom. <laughs> I'm going to buy, like, most of them. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to buy Zach, them me all. Me and Zach would clear them out. They just, wait, <laughs> like, I literally, like, yeah. literally when I see someone do that, I was like, I have $20. Do you have 20 caramels? Yeah. And I'm like, just give them to I've me. I've dropped a 10 before. Yeah. yeah. Just, just take the whole. Just, just give them to me. now. Just give them. Now. Um, so she was going around selling chocolate bars, and if anybody in the neighborhood was like Bethany and I, she's probably making bank. Um, because if someone came and knocked on my door and said, I'm selling chocolate, be like... Whatever she needed funded was funded. Yeah, yeah it was funded. Mm-hmm. Um, so Avery was riding her bike, and she was last seen wearing black jeans, a black sweater, and a blue jean vest. If that didn't sound like a 90s outfit... I to say, I'm pretty sure I probably had an oh, yeah probably like did that. probably did um and she was riding a get this a pink and purple bicycle just so cute just adorable and she had long blonde hair oh, so i feel like it was such a vibe and she was like typical 90s preteen girl riding her bike selling chocolate she's probably in a commercial or something. yes it yeah. yeah in my head it plays like a commercial so, Avery had just left her friend's house on Stevens Avenue, like really close to Stevens and Fifth Avenue, and said that she was headed home to her house on Shady Lane. That's where oh, her family lives. Can you lives. imagine living on a street named that? That's my awful. That's my original um, email address, Shady Lane. Shady Lane. And the only reason why is because there was this TV show when I was like 12, 13, and it was a Canadian TV show where they had a group of high schoolers that were disc jockeys, and they all had like little names, and one of the girls' names was Shady Lane, and I loved the show, and so I made it my email address, and so I've had that email address since I was like 12. It's wild. I still use that email. wild. Um, So that's where she was going. She was going home to Shady Lane. Um, this was around 4.30 in the afternoon, um, so it would have been getting dark because it's daylight savings, mm-hmm. so, um, and this would be the last time that she was seen. When she didn't return home, her mother, Joanne, called the police and her husband, Rick, Avery's father, who was away at work in Monroe, about two hours away. So... For over a month after she disappeared, there were absolutely no clues about, you know, where she was. There was no clues as to where she ended up going. Um, she just disappeared. Like, went, said that she was going home, and then no one ever saw her again. Nothing. Just completely disappeared. 
uh, Rick and Joanne knew that their daughter did not just run away. Um, and I will also say in this moment too, one of these people is her step-parent, but I don't know which one because in any of the newspaper articles, I couldn't figure it out. The reason I know that, and I'm assuming that, is because later on I'm going to mention it, but a newspaper article says that she shared the home with her sister and stepsister. Okay. So I am a, so either. That could be either. I mean, that could, So either yeah. one of these people is her step parent or the stepsister is older than all of them and she is biologically their child. And the stepsister is just from the husband's previous marriage. Yeah. So I don't know. They didn't go into like family details. So I don't, I don't know about all that, but just they may be her biological parents or they, one of them may be a step parent. I think personally that they're probably both her biological parents because of something that happens later on, but I don't know. Um, so they knew she didn't run away. And the reason they knew that is because right after she went missing, they ended up reading her diary. And in her diary, she talks a lot about how she's excited for stuff that's coming up. Like she's writing about stuff that she wants to do in the future and how she's excited about doing stuff in the future. So they just kind of got the feeling like also, she's 11. She had been out selling chocolate bars all day. If you're going to run away, wouldn't you just like run away? <laughs> yeah, and like leave the house? exactly. Why are you going to? Yeah, it didn't make sense. Um, and so they knew she did not run away. Someone took her. They like they just knew that. Well, on December 13th, so, you know, a month and a few days after she went missing, the FBI actually conducted a search of the family home on Shady Lane, trying to, <laughs> I just had to throw that in there again, trying to search for as many leads as possible. And during this time, though, the FBI had suspected the family, like, not suspected, subjected the family to all kinds of interrogations. Like, they were, you know, giving them lie detector tests, putting them in interrogation booths for, like, several hours. Like, they were hardcore going at this family. Wow. And the family was concerned by it all because they felt like it made them look like they were suspects or like they did something bad. Um, but the FBI was telling them that the reason they were doing it is because a majority of missing children cases link back to the family. I was going to say they have to eliminate the family yeah. first. So that they said that's why they were going so hard at them. That's like if you were to go missing, the first person interviewed would be Tyler. Be Tyler. Yeah. yeah it's always your husband. Your spouse first. Yeah. Always your husband. Um now, one thing that they did ask the family to do that everyone felt was a little strange was they asked them to submit a handwriting sample. Hmm. Okay. So, according to the FBI, a couple of weeks after Avery went missing, the local police department actually received a letter in the mail. And it would eventually be revealed closer to the trial that this letter was a confession to killing Avery. Hmm. So, now you're probably wondering, who's this Philip DeSalle character I introduced at the beginning? The day that Avery went missing, she immediately left her friend's house and said that she was heading home. In order to head home, she has to pass the house of... Philip DeSalle. And Philip was someone that she knew very well. 
that always bought her candy when she was coming to sell it and would always buy a lot of her candy and always took the time to be nice to her and her sisters. So in my head, she thinks, oh, I can just get one more person. On my way home, I can stop. Probably like a little business-savvy mind. Well, he's always been nice. Always been nice. Always been nice. nice. Business-savvy little 11-year-old trying to make money for the orchestra. Let me hit this one person up. Just one more person. It's dark. I'm on my way home. Probably probably knew exactly where she was and knew how to get home, even in the dark. I'll hit him up real quick and head home. Yeah, head home. Yeah. So, a month later... On January 16th, so now it's about two and a half months since she's been missing, police announced, or the FBI rather, announced that they were going to start a search of the DeSoto Parish landfill. And no one knew why. If you look at all the newspaper articles during this time, no no one knew why. It was just, it literally went from articles of people saying, they're still looking for this girl. The family's house is being searched to next day. They're searching the landfill. Like there was, we went like point A to B very quick. There was wow. no in between. Wow. Now they said openly they were going to be searching for Avery Evans. And in the same article, they announced that 41-year-old Philip DeSalle was arrested in connection um, but only on charges of kidnapping and suspected death. This is all the information you're getting. Is kidnapping and suspected death. I don't know how they went from nothing to this dude. It's wild. So, without a body, they could not prove anything. I hate that rule. I, know, I mean, I get it. But also, it's a stupid rule. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the day before he was arrested... Um, DeSalle actually tried to kill himself. Okay. I mean, so, that's not that uncommon. He knew people were closing in. And, to be honest, I will say, I was never able to find out, and I know this is going to be frustrating because it's frustrating for me, I was na- never able to find out how police went from... Not knowing who he was to knowing who he was. That's what I want to know. It's like, we have this letter in the mail. Um, we have all this. Bear with me, and at the end, we'll talk about it a little bit. So, it, it's going to feel kind of like there's a big hole missing. Just acknowledge that there's a hole. There's a donut of information that I'm giving you, and there's a hole in the middle. And, unfortunately, that hole isn't going to get filled, but it's just because I couldn't find the answer. Giggity. Shut up. Oh, my God. I'm lightening the mood. Okay. Anti-way. So, he basically slit his wrist. Oh, God. And was like, and left a suicide note. And I'll I'll read that later because that's relevant later. But, yeah, he tried to kill himself. Um, For weeks, though, after they arrested him, the FBI continued to search this landfill. And, I mean, they literally searched it, like, inch by inch. Like, they were digging up. 
They even had a guy come out there who claimed that he could use this pendulum to, like, find her. And, like, he'd been known of finding, like, water and and oil. And so he said that he could come out there and find her body. He never found her body. Y'all can't see me, but I'm rolling. I rolled my eyes. So <laughs> can find her body. I feel like Bethany is, like, you believe to the, like, extreme and paranormal stuff. Like, you know it's there. But then, like, at the same time, so you're like, these people are shams. Yeah. Well, it's because, like, you don't have to be extreme like that for to, like, I don't know. But, like, you will not catch me, catch me out there with oil and oh, whatever. Let me do my little pendulum. No. no not, not happening. I'm not saying it doesn't work and I'm not, people. And I'm not even saying that some people aren't legit with it. But I think that that medium, that Tyler guy, the medium. Have you seen him? He's like 21. He's pretty young. He has a TV show and I watched it. I started the first half of it thinking that 100% of him was real. And then the second half of it, I was like, eh, maybe he's just reading up on body language really well. But then by the end of it, I also just don't know. So then I kept flip-flopping. But if anyone knows who I'm talking about, look him up. The show's good. He, like, does celebrities... Like readings for celebrities. I'm gonna have to look him up now because I don't know. I don't. I, I, I no. Uh no. I found him. He's like on the show is on like HBO or it's on Hulu. You think he's legit? Or I don't know. So I'm saying like uh, I started it thinking that he was, and then I was like, mm, I don't feel really like tough it. With TV shows because you don't know those are paid actors. You don't know. Well, these were celebrities. Okay. And, because, like, he's apparently, like, famous among celebrities. But then, like, at the same time, the further I got on, I was like, well, maybe he is kind of legit. Because, I mean, there are, I legit believe that there are some mediums who are 100% oh, yeah. legit. It's oh, just yeah. hard to find. It's just a lot of TV shows are not real. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Watch real. the show and then tell me what you think. Because I honestly okay. don't have an opinion. Like, I don't, oh, I don't, so. I don't know. I'll find it. No, his name is Tyler. And it's him and his mom. Um, his mom, like, just does a lot of stuff for him. And he has a boyfriend that's really supportive, I think. And that helps them, like, travel and stuff. And he doesn't really do a whole lot of big shows or anything. Because okay. he says that it, like, it it's a lot for him to, like, channel that, like, night after night after night. And so it just is very exhausting yeah. for him. And so he only does, like, a very little... I don't know. It was very interesting. Very interesting. I'll find it for you, though. But this guy said that he'd go out there, and he didn't find anything. So, shocking. Shocking. Um, Now, understandably, the family and the community were incredibly angry about the fact that this man is arrested, and they don't know where this child is, and everyone just is assuming that the child is dead because he's on this charge for suspected death. Um, So, Mm. literally within days, um, someone spray-painted the side of his house with child killer. Um, Y'all are not helping when y'all do that. (laughs) Like, I know you think you are, but... But you're not. That's... That's extra. It is. It's a little bit extra. Especially if it came back and that dude really didn't do anything. And then here I you am. are looking goofy that you painted something on somebody's house. Painted child killer. Um, And then, huh, he obviously, after he was arrested, he probably, he got out on bail. 
More than likely, yeah. So they didn't he was, have any hard evidence. Yes, he was at home, and one night, in a drunken rage, Avery's father, Rick, was arrested for breaking into the DeSalle's house. Oh, God. And he claimed that he only wanted to take a look at him, and, like, he just wanted to see him, because he had never been shown a picture, and he just wanted to see what the man that did this to his child looked like. I mean, I can't blame I him. I can't blame I him can't for that either. Him. And even in the article... That was written, the wife said, like, do you blame him? He's angry. He's did, mad. Did he not have to spend any time in the hospital for trying to commit suicide? He did. Oh, he did, ha- he did have to have surgery on his wrist. Because oh, apparently God. they were that bad. Oh, God. So, anyway. Um, over three months later, um, when she went missing, from when she went missing, police were finally able to locate her bicycle in a nearby lake. Um, a search of the lake revealed that Avery was not there and it was just her bicycle. So they did okay. find her bicycle. So that's a big clue. That's like your bicycle just doesn't end up in the lake. Yeah. But somebody could. I mean, either she threw it in there or someone threw it in there, yeah. you know. Once court proceedings started, um, they were almost immediately halted by the lack of DeSalle's ability to provide a handwriting sample due to his suicide attempt. Like, he couldn't write, and they needed a signature in cursive, and apparently he couldn't write because of his his wrist. Hmm. Seems like a cop-out, but I guess I could understand if your wrist hurt, I, uh... and, like, you're not going to get an accurate writing sample. And that's what the... That's what the um prosecutor the prosecutor is the one who asked for it and said hey i want an accurate sample i cannot get it if his hands are not usable basically um despite admitting that he wrote the letter he claimed that he did not kill avery however the letter that he admitted to writing claimed that he burned all of the evidence and it also talked about what she was wearing and specifics about the jewelry that she had on. So, he didn't kill her. But he burned all the evidence and talked about the clothes and jewelry she had on. Over time, though, more and more contents of the letter and statements made by DeSalle were released. I could never find the entire letter in, like, is it in its entirety. I couldn't find it published anywhere. If someone else out there finds it, please let me know. Um, it was also discovered that, well, that was when it was discovered that the relationship between Avery and DeSalle, like the connection of him selling her candy, and that was when they were able to get a search warrant from his house. In an affidavit given to the police, her sister and her stepsister said, or relayed to them, that Avery had at one point said that... He was very, very nice to her and that he was a very, she considered him a good customer, but that he kind of creeped her out when he asked for her phone number and address. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know why a 40-year-old 40 40 year old man needs a 11-year-old's phone number or an address, but there's not a reason. I'm just sorry. There's not. There's mm-hmm. not a reason. Um, during his trial, he ended up changing his plea to guilty, and, um, the letter that he wrote was read out loud to the court. Um, now, obviously, this was really hard for his family, uh, for her family to hear, 
Um, and again, like I couldn't find anything in like particular about like what was in the letter. Like I, there was like little bits and pieces, but I couldn't find the whole letter. Like they didn't want to release it fully. I'm guessing I couldn't find it. Not like his suicide letter that he wrote when he tried to attempt suicide. Like that was posted in the newspaper, why but this we, wasn't. Not to be mean, but like, why do we care about that? Well, more than. Well, I'll read it to you. Um, in the letter that he wrote admitting to, in my opinion, admitting to killing her, he says, and I quote, I enticed her into my kitchen. Oh, hold on. Let me go back. Let me read this other important part first. He wrote that quote in that his conscious conscience was bothering him regarding his activity and he needed to tell someone. Then says, I enticed her into the kitchen by telling her that I wanted to buy some candy. When she came into the kitchen, I struck her. I subsequently killed her by choking her. That's what he said. He goes on to explain how he put her body in a bag, drove out to the lake where her bike was found. He put the bike in the lake and her body in the dumpster nearby, which is why the FBI were looking at the landfill. They were tracking where that trash went, and they knew that it ended up in the DeSoto Parish landfill. Mm-hmm. So that's why they were searching there. Now, lawyers at the time, the prosecution did believe that the crime was sexually motivated, but because of his plea deal, they never had any time to like introduce that evidence. They actually had um, some testimonies prepared for. Um, from a couple of girls who said that he, they that he had like made advances to them, um, and so they were going to use that as proof of like some kind of like sexually motivated, whatever. Um, in the end, though, they don't have any evidence still that proves that he did it. They only have his confession. So this is one of the first cases, if not, I think it actually may have been the first. No, it wasn't the first. It was the first. It was going to be the first case that was going for the death penalty without an actual body. But because he took the plea deal, that didn't happen. And we've said it a million times: the plea deal is so stupid. I hate plea deals. But anyway, um, they just have his confession to go on. Now, nothing was found in his house when they executed a search warrant. Absolutely nothing was in his house that suggested that Avery had ever even been in his house. Like, they had absolutely nothing. Um, in the end, though, he was sentenced to 50 years in prison, but was eligible for parole in 17 years. Okay. So, 50 years in prison, but he was eligible for parole in 17. Um, after the trial, um, after his trial, they ended up releasing um, his suicide note. And this is what I will read. Because they didn't send, they didn't release the other one, but they did release the suicide note. It says, oh, and this is also weird. And... I'll be honest, I didn't research this the way that I wanted to because I wanted to be able to write down, like, everybody's name. But this suicide note is addressed to a man named Lynn. And if I'm not mistaken, Lynn 
is the FBI agent in charge. So I don't know, remember this hole that we were talking about, I don't know how they connected to him, why they put pressure on him. And I don't know that. Because, you know, sometimes you can find, like, the court documents, like, where they, like, go to the Supreme Court, like, the Mm -hmm. Louisiana Supreme Court to, like, Mm -hmm. get their charges or whatever. Mm -hmm. You'll have court stuff. I could not find any of this. Okay. So I don't know how they connected nothing, this letter that they received to him. I have no idea. If someone else knows, please tell me. But I have no idea. I couldn't find anything. But it says, Lynn, I know this is a tragic end to a sad story, but I knew a long time ago it would end this way. I really can't explain what happened because I don't understand it myself. It complete, It shocked me so much that I had almost blocked it out completely out of my mind. It wasn't the fear of facing the judge, going to prison, or what the community thought, so much as the pain of hurting Dottie and losing her forever, that I did not want to admit my crime. But in reality, I would lose any way I went. I just took the chicken's way out. I ask two favors of you. Please keep as much of this out of the news as possible to help protect Dottie. Randy Williams, a city policeman, lives next door. Ask him to keep an eye on her. And second, you're a good talker. Please come talk to Dottie and try to ease her mind some. Thanks. I did not lie when I said I didn't know where Avery was, was now, but I do know where she was last, in a dumpster at the public boat launch on Oak, at Oak Grove Road across the street from the store. She was put in a large plastic bag tied at top with a nylon cord. Sorry to make life so difficult for you. Philip. And then he signed in cursive underneath, thanks for giving me the choice. I don't know what any of that means. Keep it out of the public. And you know how the media is. Anything that a killer does, they're immediately going to slap all over the news. Yes. So, I will say this. Positive change kind of came out of this. Um, Just a month and a half after she disappeared, the Natchitoches School Board banned any type of door-to-door sales for K-12 through students from happening. Like, absolutely none. I actually remember when that happened when I was a kid, too, because, like, we had any type of fundraiser. It was like, make sure your parents were with you. Don't Uh go door-to-door. Yeah. Because, I mean, I remember being able to do it, and then I don't remember being able to, like, being told to stop doing it. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, apparently a month and a half after, they had, like, an emergency vote where they said, nope, no more of this. the packets they would send you on, like, Mm -hmm. and then they were like, but make sure you don't go door-to-door. So, I remember that, too. That was probably, like, 2000, And he was like, how are you supposed to fundraise? Yeah. I normally would hit up, like, all my family members, and then I would hit up church. Uh-huh. I would hit up church. I'd hit up every family member. And then since my parents had a gas station, I always put the stuff, like, right out front. I'm like, you want to buy this? You want to buy this? I send it with my mom to her job, and she would yeah. ask all the ladies in her office and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what we did, too. Anyway. So... We're going to fast forward to January 2015. Okay. Philip DeSalle was released from prison. Okay. While he was on parole, um, he will have to wear an ankle monitor, and he will be classified as a child predator. He has a curfew of 6 p.m. He cannot leave Evangeline Parish without permission. He ended up 
spending just about 24 years in prison, so 24 of the 50, and he will be on supervised parole until 2040, at which time he will be 72. How old is he right now? How old was the... He, he was 41 when, when it happened. happened. And it's been 30 years. So, 50s. Oh, he'll be 80. Okay. Two. It's crazy. Anyway, he'll be old but not decrepit. Um, maybe he'll die before then. Um, he oh, earned this release because of good behavior time. Like, good time. Because he was on his best behavior. good behavior when you killed somebody? I don't understand these laws. Like, these I could understand, like, if you, this was the third time you got caught trying to sell weed and you got out or on you, good behavior. Or, like, burglarly or something. Yeah. Not, like, murder. Murder, we don't get good Murder. Um, but now he lives in Alexandria, Louisiana. That's not that far from us at all. No. Um, settle down. It's, like, two hours away. Settle yeah. down. I don't know what he does. He can find his address online, married? though. No, I meant like settled down oh. as in like settled See, into a house. Settled down, I think, get married. So. Um, no, I just know he lives in Alexandria, um, and he cannot be within like a certain distance of like kids and schools and all that kind of fun Naturally. stuff. Um, but yeah, what about Dottie? Nothing I can find Dottie? it after she is mentioned in the first thing when he's first arrested. Nothing about her. I'm assuming she dropped him. I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, I'm not going to dig into her because maybe she just wants to, like, diss it. That's a lot. That's a lot to be married somebody. I mean, he had never done anything before. Like, never got... As far as I know, no. I just want to know what, like... Um, well, he says he, like, blacked out. But I want to know how we went from a letter being sent to the police department. How they connected it from... There's this letter to this is the person who did it. I don't, I I don't, I couldn't find that anywhere. He said his neighbor was a police officer. Maybe his neighbor had a little idea that he was a little off. Or knew, Maybe. Or knew that Avery stopped by his house. Maybe. You know? I don't know. They never said anything about that. Because like I said, I had to find everything that I needed to find out about this case. I had to find it through the newspaper. There was, like, a couple of articles, but they mostly talked about the fact that he was getting released, and they just gave, like, a, the basic TLDR version of everything, and I was like, okay, well, that doesn't help me, so that's when I started doing the newspapers and found out what I found. Like, I didn't even know his wife's name, because nobody even mentioned that he was married until I happened to look up there. Like, no one mentioned they don't, anything. media doesn't care about anything except the killer yeah. themselves. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even know about the father being arrested for breaking in. Like, that wasn't mentioned anywhere. The fact that she played violin, that she was, um, all it said was she was selling candy. And I was like, well, selling candy for what? What is she selling candy for? And that's how I found out that she was a violin player and that she had a diary and that. You really have to dig deep for the like, people that are killed. Yeah. And, the, like, how is suicide known is you had the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. And he himself said the note, don't put this in the papers. Yes. And in that note was the one that was the suicide note, not the note that he had sent saying, admitted that he killed her. So. That's crazy. 
Surprising. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. So, yeah, but. there's, like, like I said, there's a big, giant hole in the middle of the whole thing mm-hmm. that is not answered for me, and I want to know the answer of how they connected those two dots. But I felt like I looked at every single newspaper article from the time she went missing. Like, literally, the first article with her name just says it's, like, this big. And it just says, 11-year-old girl, last seen, riding her bike, selling cookies, leaving a friend's house. And then it just spirals from there. I just have a feeling his neighbor probably was the one that Maybe. was like, hey, I know she stops by his house often. Yeah. You know, for these fundraisers. I don't know, this is very interesting. I don't know, though. That's weird. That's weird. But yeah, a lot of people were upset, like neighbors and stuff, that were... Um, local interviewed. Well, they were upset about that, but they were also, well, this seems petty, but they were also upset about the fact that the house they lived in was popular because of Still Magnolias. And they're like, now the fact that a young girl was murdered there, they feel like it, yeah, they felt like it completely overshadowed it. And they were like, it just, it lost the, it it lost the appeal of like them wanting to see the house because it was like the still Magnolia house and there was something special about it. And now it's like. And it probably brought them in tourism. It probably helped their town flourish. And so now they're like, this is just where a little girl died. So. It's sad, but I get, I kind of get where they're coming from. Yeah. Because it's. I mean, it sucks. Yeah, and a lot of people in the newspaper that they interviewed after, a lot of people were talking about how they would go over to the guy's house a lot. Like, one neighbor said that her daughter was had to go up to therapy for it because she spent so much time over there at their house, at his house, and she would always invite him to, like, church functions, and he would come to, like, their church pageants and stuff that she would put on at church, and he helped her move when she went to college and, like, helped her, like, was, like, a huge part of her life growing up, and then... That does suck, yeah. This happened, so... Yeah. It's crazy how you can go 40 years doing, like, no... This is not... No speeding tickets, no nothing yeah. to straight up killing somebody, so... Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he'd had a pass. It didn't say anything about it. And I feel like they would have. They would have. I feel like, yeah. They would have said something. But, um, yeah. Sorry, I don't know where this yawn came from. I apologize if I made you yawn. I was about to say, I guarantee a couple people listening oh, man. just yawned themselves. I am so sorry. Um, But, yeah, that's all I got for today's episode of... I don't know. I guess I'm going to call it the Still, Still Magnolia, Magnolia Murder. Or something truvy's house murder but no one's gonna get that like unless you know who truvy is you'll probably have to label it still see that's why i said it's gonna be a clickbait title but um i'm not gonna put all my sources for this one i'm just gonna put shreveport times (laughs) in in the comments because there was a lot of articles and i don't really go feel like finding every single one of them again um and like literally typing out in mla format the I'm sources. terrible about putting sources, but a lot of mine come from YouTube, so. And I mentioned <sighs> most of my sources in my episodes. It's like, on YouTube. And I said, look, look at this I, channel. I literally said at the beginning, the Shreveport Times. Yeah. And there was not a single thing that I just mentioned that was not in the Shreveport Times. So. There we go. Anyway, um, I hope everyone has a good day, good week. Um, it's the beginning of June. Um, it's summertime, um, so that means put sunscreen on and make sure you put reapply and don't mm-hmm. get skin cancer. Mm-hmm. Take a look at those moles if they look mm-hmm. suspicious, if they are like jagged around the edges or raised or they got bigger lately. 
get them checked out, man. We do not want skin cancer. If you're going outside, do not go outside and just lay out in the sun without any mm-hmm. kind of protection. Don't do that. Do you want to have old, nasty, wrinkly skin? I was going to say, besides skin cancer, you get wrinkly. Yeah. You get crow's feet. You get no, we don't want all that. Kinds of we stuff. don't want that. You got tattoos. Put some SPF 70 on them things. I spent too much money for yeah. this to be no messed I, up in the sun. Yeah, you like reapply liberally with SPF 70, the highest thing you can get. Um, and drink water. Be hydrated. You sweat a lot in the heat, especially if you're down south where it's really humid and you don't even realize you're sweating as much as you are because it's just wet. Crystal's saying all this and we're about to be in Florida I know. where it's hot as uh, heck. I hate it. I hate heat. I hate heat so bad. I hate the sun. I hate hot. I hate it all. It's disgusting. I'm a spring gal. You know, I where am, it's not hot, but it's also not super cold. Okay, I lied. I like the sun, but I like the sun when it doesn't feel like it's trying to cook me. Yeah. Yeah. I like how the sun makes me feel. Makes me feel happy. But then when it's like aggressively trying to make me yeah. feel happy because it's trying to cook me I mean, in the I, inside out, I, I don't like don't that. I don't like summer, but also I hate winter. I hate being nope. cold. Winter's I my hate being cold. Winter's my favorite. Even though it is easier to bundle up than it is to get <sighs> naked because that's kind of frowned upon. Well, you um, also can only get so naked. Like Yeah, I know. You, <laughs> like you can literally lay I'm there taking everything with nothing off. and it's still hot. And Let like me take the skin off. <laughs> you can't do it. But if you're cold, you can say, Give me one more jacket, yeah, one blanket. more pair of socks. Yeah, so. that's true. But yeah. So yeah, take care of yourself, drink water, and the entire two weeks um that we are in Florida, I will be officially starting my training for a ten K. So if I come back completely dehydrated, you'll know why. Maybe I can convince Bethany to stand on the sideline and go, yay. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> She's like, I ain't doing it. But I'll go. be like uh, Rebel Wilson from, uh, what was that? A Pitch Perfect. Don't put me down for cardio. <laughs> Don't put <laughs> Look, I'm still regretting the fact that Ainsley convinced me to sign up for it. But she literally just, like, I didn't even second guess it. She's like, do you want to run a Tiger 10K that ends at the 50-yard line of, the, of LSU football stadium? And I'm like, cool, yeah, let's do it. And then she's like, do you want to do the 5K or the 10K? And I was like, go big or go home. See, that's what crazy, Crystal crazy. Don't put me down for none of that. Then I'll watch. I will tell you this funny story about it. When I was signing up, it asked you to guess how much time it's going to take you. So like, just because they have a little thing. <laughs> and so I was like, dude, I'm so slow. I was like 15 minutes a mile. Because a 10K is like 6.2 miles or something. And I was like, 15 minutes a mile. That's like, that's like... A brisk walk. I can do that. Okay. So after that, I go to the Instagram page. The person, the woman, the woman winner, the female winner from last year, ran the 10K and finished in 38 minutes. What? No, that can't yes, be right. 38 minutes. That can't be right. I did the math. That can't and be And it's right. like she did like a six minute, six and a half minute mile. The man, the feet, the male winner won it in like 31 minutes. 
Hands down, I'd have one mile down in 38 minutes. That's what I said. That's why I said 15. I said 15 oh because God. I was like, I was like, because mm, because I know now when I was trying to help my sister-in-law like push herself to run however much she was supposed to run, I was I did like a mile and a half, and when I hit my mile mark, it was like 18 minutes. And I died. I was dying. And so I was like, you know what? I was like, I think I could work to like 15. 15 sounds like a good group. And I said, when I saw that, I was like, this girl is going to be there again. And she's going to be at home, showered, in bed, watching Netflix by the time I cross over. Yeah. No. No. 38 minutes. No. So... I have zero motivation. I am not a motivated person. So I'm going to use the first 12 weeks to try to get to the 10K status. And then the other 12 weeks to improve my speed. Okay. Okay. So when I am end up walking the entire thing because I haven't done any kind of training. I mean, you still finish it. Walking I'll still finish it. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. So um, check back for how I do with my 10K. Um, but if anyone has tips, please give them to me. <laughs> but yep, that's all we got. Um, y'all have a good week. Anything else you want to say? That's it. That's okay. All I got. Bye. Bye.